What's up, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Life's a Garden. A very happy Thanksgiving week to you all. And in the spirit of giving, whether it be Thanksgiving or uh, the Christmas holidays, we are coming into the giving season. Which brings me to today's positive motivational message. And it's simply this. Give. Be charitable. And that doesn't have to necessarily be with physical objects, with money, with gifts. You can be giving with your time. You can be giving with your love. With your friendship. Anything of that nature. Open your heart. Yeah, in some cases, let's open our wallets. But let's open our hearts as well. Let's give to others, especially those in need. We got people who need... um, who are in need this time of the season. So we give money, we give food, we give toys, we give what we can to help them out. But we got a lot of people out there that are in need of joy and love. There's a lot of people filled with sadness. There's a lot of people filled with uh, depression and grief and desperation. Uh, You know, just... They need love. They need friendship. So we can be charitable with that as well. Let's lift up those who are in need in all cases. And uh, just be giving. And they will be thankful and you will be thankful as well. So with that, let's roll on in to today's episode. It is episode 177. Of life cigar. You guys hear me out there? Because I fucking can't. Unfortunately, I'm dealing with an outer ear infection. Which, honest to God, is probably the best case scenario when it comes to ear infections. But, I can't hear shit out of my left ear. All day. All day it's been like this. Uh, Let me tell you about it. So, last night, as of the time of recording this it was thursday night i went out watched the thursday night football game um went out to manny's i tried to switch it up you know normally i'm heading downtown going to hooligans but i figured what the hell let's switch it up a little bit went out to manny's watched the game did not realize that manny's just started having poker out there i think i'd heard that but i kind of forgot it um So in the middle of the game, I'm starting to notice, you know, my ear is starting to kind of ache just a little bit. I'm starting to, it's kind of like a little bit sinusy, a little bit ear, you know, kind of like feeling just that clogged, congested feeling. And every now and again, I'm getting up, going to the bathroom and kind of like, you know, doing the jaw thing and really trying to work it out. And it eases up a little bit. I roll on over to the poker table. Now, let's divert from the ear infection story for a brief moment to tell you an absolutely epic tale of (laughs) mastery in poker playing. And when I say mastery, I mean pure fucking luck. So I had gone over to check and see what the rule, you know, every table is different as far as limit wise. I don't particularly like no limit poker. It's easy to lose quickly. Everybody, you know, it's easy to buy out hands. You know, but I gotta tell you, I've gotten pretty fucking good at this get at this game. I've gotten good to the point where I know what's worth playing on. I know when it's time to get out, what's a risk, and what's worth holding out for for a potential payout. So we start off. It's a limit, like seven dollar limit, and. Winning a couple hands, losing a couple hands, I'm pretty much staying. I put 60 bucks on the table, okay? I start. I just put 60 bucks down, 
Um, built myself up a little bit of a stack. I don't know exactly what I was up to. Maybe like 80 or 100. Suddenly we get a new group of people in. And we change the game to no limit. Everybody agrees to no limit. Me included because I wasn't going to be the wet blanket of the table. I do recall at one point. Early on in the snow limit. Putting myself all in. I think I was down to maybe 40 bucks at this point. And I just pushed them all in. And, uh, you know, that's a ballsy move because that's a quick, you know, like I said, if if I don't hit what I need, if somebody else has got anything better, which has happened several times, for me to be that gutsy, if I did that when I'm playing at the Crystal on certain nights, dude, I'd be, go- I'd be done in a second. I win the hand. Cool. I'm back up to maybe 100 bucks. Now, I'm only going to tell you about this one hand. I can't remember the specific details of how it goes. Of, of like, all the other hands and how it, everything started kind of, like, playing out. And I was being smart. I was being strategic. I was folding when I needed to fold. I was giving myself the opportunity if I thought there was a chance. If I didn't see anything on the, on the uh, flop, I was out. And you kind of got to gauge what everybody else is doing as well. So... I, I I pull on the on my hand an ace and a three. Now I have a rule. If I ever see a face card, jack, queen, king, or ace uh, with a three in my hand, I always check the flop because three is my lucky number. Made that very clear <clears throat> on this show before. Um, I can't. We all pay in for the for the blind. We get the we get the uh, flop. It's two, three, three. So no matter what, already, I have the best hand on the table. There's no doubt about it. If anybody else, the only other way somebody has a better hand is if they also have ace three, because I already have three of a kind with matched with the ace. If anybody else has a three, they're fucked because I got the ace. There's no chance for there's nothing on the table there that screams straight or flush. Guy next to me. Raises to 40 bucks. I match him 40 bucks. The guy next to me goes all in. And I'm just licking my lips. Two other dudes go all in. And I also go all in. This is all before the turn in the river. And I knew I had this in the bag. So everybody turns their cards over. Lo, lo and fucking behold, your boy won a f- like $300 pot. And I walked off that table with 5 Hundred bills, brother. So the night's rolling. The night I I'm not even kidding. That is the like one of the greatest feelings I've ever had on a poker table. I was shaking. You know, that's real gambling. I'm gambling with real big money at this point. Granted, I'm only in it for 60, which isn't too bad. But if to try and win or lose, you know, the amount of money I'm putting in here, shit, that could go sideways quick. I want a few decent hands. So I'm on top of the world. At the same time, the entire time I'm sitting at that table, my ear is starting to give me some issues. Starting to pick at me. I'm feeling it. And on my drive home, it's increasingly getting worse. When I was a kid, I used to get ear infections all the time. To the point that I had to have tubes put in my ears. Because they weren't draining properly. I had tubes put in my ears twice. I have I've had a pretty notorious history in my life with my ears. Um my mom always told me I was like deaf up until the age I was like 2 or 3 which is insane. That makes no sense and I and I know that's not right. But I uh I've always had problems with water getting in my ears and like, you know, always had a fear of being deaf also. Let's let me make that clear too. I would well, 100% now while having a fear of being deaf, deaf, I would rather be deaf than blind because blind always seemed like a much more debilitating thing. You can't drive, you you know, you it's it just seems so goddamn hard to adapt. Whereas if you're deaf, the biggest suck of them all is you can't listen to music anymore, which is my obvious passion. But you can still communicate with people. You can write things down. I mean, if I went deaf today, I'd still be able to speak. 
because I've been speaking long enough. I could still speak and probably sound like this, you know, eventually, but, you know, is what it is. I, but I still have a fear of being deaf. My ears have always been a, a thing with me. So I'm starting to get this ear, you know, I'm feeling it. I know what, it, the point of it being, I know what an ear infection feels like. I've had plenty of them in my life. And I know that this is an, an oncoming ear infection. By the time I get home, I'm like, I'm just in full pain. So I decide I'm going to throw a little peroxide in my ear. Because I know that's a home remedy. It helps. Sure as shit. Fucking relieve the pain immediately. However, ever since I did that, I can't fucking hear out of this ear. Now, no cause for concern completely because I can hear some things. It's not completely deaf. It just sounds, I feel like I'm underwater, okay, on this side. Finally went to the doc. Dude, last night, I couldn't sleep for shit. I was rolling all over the place trying to get that, like, what I thought was just water in my ears. More likely, it's infection that's clogging up my ear. And and it's been draining all day with blood and pus and shit, which is terrifying. So I finally go to the doctor. They tell me it's an outer ear infection. The canal is just swelling, and that's why I'm not getting any sound through to my past my eardrum. Seems It makes sense. So I finally got some medicine. Hopefully, we're going to be on the mend. But for today, you can call me... Am I most deaf? No, but I'm just mostly deaf, okay? You can call me mostly deaf on today's show because that's what it is. And, dude, just in time for my Denver trip, right? So the whole time I'm in Denver, I got to be putting these little fucking droplets in my ears. And hopefully they'll they'll work soon enough so I can get rid of this plugged up feeling because my oh my is it just the most annoying thing in the world. I can't stand it. It's 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 ruthless. Let's crack open a Jeremiah Johnson, huh? My favorite beer from last episode on the blind taste test. Go back and watch that one. Or you can go watch the clip on my Facebook page. Blondale. I kept calling it a golden ale. It's a Blondale. But goddamn, it's good. The best, like I said, the best craft beer we had yes uh, last week that I I enjoyed it the most. I should say. But yes, the trip to Denver is on. By the time this comes out, we will be coming back from Denver. What did I tell y'all? What, dude, what did I tell y'all? The Denver Broncos beat the Bills. I didn't predict that they would. I just said they could. And lo and behold, they did. It was in absolute nail-bite fashion. They barely pulled it off. It, I mean, we deserve to win that game with them, as many turnovers as we had. Our defense is on fire. Now, I was ready to, sh- to absolutely execute Vance Joseph for the way he handled our defense the first four or five weeks of the season. And to the credit of the coaching staff, the ownership, the GM, they kept their cool. They stayed the course. They let the process work. And we're back on track. We didn't sell the farm. We didn't trade nobody. We kept all the all the staff. And now everything's clicking. Defense is... The last two weeks against Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, the defense has eight turnovers and have only allowed one passing touchdown between the two weeks. That's unbelievable. Kudos to the Denver defense. We're taking on the Vikings this week. Vikings are on a five-game winning streak. It's Sunday night football. It's in Denver. Your boy's going to be there. Hopefully, he can hear the action that's going on. If anything else, all I got to do is see. I'll be able to see what's going on. I can spot a win a mile away. A mile high away. So, keep an eye out for that game for me. I mean, it's... Like I said, once this comes out, you'll know. And hopefully... Dude, I'm on a three-game losing streak with the Broncos. I need one. I've lost in Tennessee. I, I saw us lose to the Ravens, and I saw us lose to the Jets at home. Let's break the streak. We got to bring it home. We got to get a home win. I need to see us win at home. And we're on a we're on a beautiful streak ourselves. So kudos to the Vikings. Nothing against them. They, they've done a great job. 
It's just not like now it's not your time. You're coming to Denver. We're going to do business. This will be the third time I've seen the Vikings. The only the second time I've seen the Vikings play the Broncos and we beat them that time. So hopefully history repeats itself. Let's rock and roll. Excuse me. And staying in the vein of football here. I know I've already ta- I've I've made my case about the Taylor Swift shit and I stand by every word. It's I'm over it. It's they they over talk about it. They over promote it. I get it. She's the biggest human being on planet Earth. I understand. And I get why you have to talk about it and why people want to talk about it. I just don't like to hear about it. It's annoying. It's old. And it's not that interesting. Let's be honest. It's not that interesting. And the reason I even want to bring this up at all is because it dawned on me that Taylor Swift seemingly bounces from guy to guy to guy. She never really takes time for herself. She ne- like she broke up with Maddie Healy from the 1975 and it was maybe it was Less than a month, maybe at most it was a month and a half before she got with Travis Kelsey. It's when have when do you remember a time that she wasn't dating somebody? Nonetheless, she's always dating somebody of popularity or celebrity status. It's always got to be somebody in that realm, which makes sense that if you're a celebrity, you kind of have to date a celebrity because. It's hard to bring a normal civilian into that world. At least it's somebody who understands your chaotic life. And you can be chaotic together. And they understand your busy schedule and things like that. I I understand all that. But it always just seems like a show. Like it's a performance. And nothing against Travis Kelsey and, and Taylor Swift being together. I don't... I honestly... Hear me out. I... And, and hear me truthfully, I don't give a fuck. I could honestly give less of a fuck about their relationship. Nothing concerns me more or less. Nothing concerns me less than that. That being said, it does seem a bit... And, and truth be told, I know people in my real life, in my you know, whatever, throughout my life. I've known people, mostly women, but a few guys who cannot seem to be single. They always seem to need to have a significant other. Which is a, I mean, it's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that per se. It's just an absolute codependence. You're a codependent person, if that's the case. If you are somebody who constantly needs to bounce from person to per- from from partner to partner, and cannot stand hardly a minute to be by yourself, you're either an absolute lonely person, like you you can't stand to be alone, or you're just codependent. You cannot depend to be on your by your by your own. You have to be dependent on others while while giving dependency to that person too. Like, you also feel the need to, to play your part in a relationship. You're dependent on that. You get a kick out of being the boyfriend or the girlfriend. It just, like, as somebody who's been single for a very long time, I guess it's hard for me personally to understand that because I have, I find myself to be in a very good place. I enjoy solidarity. I enjoy, I, I certainly enjoy spending time with people and going out and doing social things. At the same time, I like doing my own thing. I like being on my own schedule, not having to rely on others, not having to be dependent on others or be the dependee for somebody else. I don't mind doing that from time to time. 
But when you are in a committed relationship, you're kind of like like you're you're you have to. You're that's the point of being committed. You're committed to this person. And so therefore, your time is relevant in the sense of the relationship. Not to say your time is irrelevant and that you don't have the freedom to do the things you want or take the time to do things, but that time gets cut in half for for sure. And you are now responsible for that other person's time as well. And I guess for me, I'm just not in a place yet where I can do that. Or I can't, I guess I can't say for certain if it's something I can do or want to do. I enjoy where my life is. So for Taylor Swift, it's especially with as chaotic as her life is, I like the Billie Eilish approach. Now, I think she's in a relationship now, which, fuck that guy, for sure. Absolutely piece of shit. I don't know him at all. I just hate him because, you know, he's he's with my lady. But, um, <laughs> but for a long time, she refused to be in a relationship because she knew how crazy and busy her life was, that she knew it wasn't fair to be in a relationship with somebody because you can't devote time to that person. If it's it's a struggle to do so, at least. So I liked her approach versus the Taylor Swift approach. She just seems very dependent on being with somebody else. And I think that's a bit odd. Like, there's nothing wrong with being in several relationships, but I feel like there needs to be a time in between, at least a time in between, to rel- like get over that past relationship, to mend yourself, and to like give yourself a little time so that you can better be prepared for the next relationship. So you can be more uh, open in every aspect. Emotionally, physically, all that shit. Just a thought. The only BF I need is my my BF Mac. I need my best friend Mac, who I am spending the weekend in Denver with. I'm very excited. Him and I have not really had t- gotten a chance to just hang out together, just me and him. Without, you know, he, he's got the, the whole family now with the kids and everything. And I understand, like, how hard that is for him to be able to get time to do anything like this. So this is a treat for him. It's a treat for me to actually get to, like, have a, a bro weekend. Super stoked about that. And let me say this. Let me just say this, too. Obvi- you know, obviously, me not being in a relationship adds the effect, cause and effect that of course I don't have children of my own. I don't really have plans to have children of my own anytime soon. Maybe one day down the line. But it's, be, you know, I've had a lot of friends. My friend Brad, he's got a couple of kids. At the time he had kids, for one, I didn't really get to see them growing up. And even when I did, it was weird because he had his kids young and me and him are the same age. So at that time... I had zero parental, like, inhibitions. There was nothing about me that wanted to be a, a parent. So, to, to, to see that, I couldn't really live vicariously through my friend Brad at that time. And now I have a lot of other friends that are starting to have kids. And Mac and Savannah are my closest friends currently that have two young kids. And now that they've moved into town, closer to town, where I can hang out with them a lot more often, I get to see them. And I get to hang out with them. And, and it's honestly so cool. It's, don't get me wrong. The best thing about being the friend of the friends, the, the friend of the people that have kids, is you get to go home. You get to hang out with the kids. You get to have fun. You get to play with them. You get to fuck around. You get to see them be goofy and you know feed them and do all the fun shit. Then you get to go home. You don't got to worry about the diapers. You don't got to worry about the tantrums. All that shit. So that's nice. I get to be cool Uncle Dakota. At the same time, it is very cool. And I do find myself at least somewhat filling that void. Getting to hang out with the, like, the family and hang out with the kids. Um, I do get a sense of living vicariously 
I it's fu- it's honestly really awesome to watch them be parents and like just it's weird. It's very weird at the same time because you know, me and Max always been my boy. He's like the guy I go get fucked up with and go watch games and and get rowdy and have a good time. And now it's weird to see him be dad. Very weird because him and I similar, you know, close in age. I see this is this is weird to say, but like I see myself in him. We are very similar people. So it's weird to see the transition of him becoming a dad. And I am finding myself with those paternal instincts. Or like I said, the living vicariously thing. I find myself feeling more nurturing and being caring for for his own for his kids as a you know, as a friend, as an uncle per se. And it's it's really cool. It's odd for me because I've never really had those instincts. I've never I've never been a kid guy. And I've I'm starting to come around to that feeling. And let me tell you something, man. I would do anything for those kids. Like at the drop of the hat, if 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 those guys needed anything, if that family needed anything, I would do anything for them. I said it last week on the podcast. I truly mean this. I feel an odd responsibility to make sure Mac stays safe for his kids so that he can go home and, and take care of those kids. Because I feel a responsibility to the kids to make sure that they have a dad. And, you know, he, he mentioned last week how he, you know, his, his, he works a dangerous job and he's lives far away or his job is far away. So he's always concerned that if anything were to happen here at home, that he wouldn't be able to help and be there right away. Dude, I don't, I'm not even joking when I say I would be there. I would drop everything to go help them. I mean, that's Max practically like a brother to me. And I would do that for all my friends, you know, not just them. But those kids, man, the kids make it a lot different because they're, they're, they're innocent kids, you know? And it's like, and I, and I do love those kids. Like, and, and you know, what's the, no, what's the awesome thing. And this is, this truly is beautiful out of everything that I'm saying. I'm a hundred percent, not the only one that feels this way. You know what I mean? They have such a support network. Like these kids are, are built to succeed. Those kids will never fail. Not 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 so long as you know. I I will never let that happen. I know their parents won't let that happen. Uh, their grand, you know, Max mom, Savannah's dad, Savannah's brothers and sisters, Max sister, Max father, you know, stepdads, fathers, everybody, and and Savannah and Max friends. That is so fucking beautiful. That's called community. When they say it takes a village to raise a kid, those kids have it. They have, they have a line out the door of people that would die for them, that would give them anything they need so they don't feel sad or so that they don't fail, so that they're never without. And I'm in that line. I'm I'm as close to the front of that line as I can possibly be. And the and the greatest thing is there's a lot of people fighting to be at the front of that line. Those kids are set up forever. And and I think that's a really beautiful thing. I was thinking about that the other day where it's like, you know, I was thinking about like just what I would do to make sure those kids don't ever go without or or are always taken care of in whatever capacity they need. And it's like, if I feel that way, fuck, what do you think their family members feel for them? What do you think that their, the other friends that are, that are their friends feel for them? You know, if I feel that way, they've got a whole congregation of people who would help them. And I think that's beautiful. And just a a nice little 
heartwarming uh, thought coming into the holiday seasons here. And a lesson for everybody, you know, build a community. This is why it pays to be a nice person. You build community around yourself. You build a group of people who are willing to help each other and won't will pick the person next to them up. I mean, trust me, I've made it so my, for myself, and this was not intentional. This is just because I've strived to be a good person my whole life. I've built a group of friends around me that if I needed to call on them for anything, I know they'd be there to help me. I know that I could, I have a list of 10 people in my phone right now. I could call, they'd pick up the phone, and if I needed anything, they'd help me out. And that's called community. That's called friendship. That's called being a good person. People don't want to help bad people. You know what I mean? So just be good. And that's all it takes. <laughs> Truly. Be kind. Be giving. Be, be caring. And, and you'll receive that in return. And this goes all the way back to today's message. If you help others. They will be willing to help you. And not only that, even if let's say you help somebody and they're unable to help you, you have you now have the benefit of karma. You you have now put goodness into the world. And it will it will somehow, some way pay you back. So it pays to be good it pays to be giving and kind and charitable because if you're willing to do that people will be willing to do the same for you when you're down and when you need things and when you need a a, a hand up they'll be there for you and in the spirit of giving um i want to also extend a um whether it be a challenge or a just something for everybody out there to think about. Think about in this time to give, to do something for for charity, for uh, your neighbor, for for anybody you you might think need is in need. Food, clothes, um, just money, whatever it may be. Be selfless. Act selflessly in those in those things. And, and you'll be rewarded in the long run, no matter what. Outside people see this. People people that you're not helping see you helping. And then they want to help you because they know that you're a helpful person. It's all, it's all in cohesion. But yeah, so, uh, you know, for me, this year, um, I definitely plan on doing a, a bit of, of helpful acts charitable acts obviously we got the toy run this year as we always do uh so make sure you go check that out it's a huge benefit to for toys for tots essentially it it just it buys lots and lots of toys for children in need here in the billings area ran by the the road dogs iro which my dad was a huge part of for a long time and i look to continue his work in helping to make that happen um Given, given quite a bit already this year for that. And uh, the band actually donated a, uh, my band Cutthroat donated donated a uh, merch basket. So you can go down and bid on that if you'd like. We got uh, a hoodie, two shirts, a hat, a beanie, and two CDs. One of them is signed. Uh, I can't remember the ultimate value. I think it's, it's 120 or 140 bucks value for that thing. So you might get it for a steal if you go down there. But all the money goes to to uh, proceed to the proceeds of of buying toys for the kids. So, uh, just a couple things that I've plan on doing, and also, um, I want to say this on the podcast here. Um, this year on the podcast, I plan on doing a holiday giveaway. Uh. In years past, I've done similar things, but this year we're going to try and do it a little differently. Hopefully now here's the thing. I need 
participation from, from you guys, from the listeners out there. I need you guys to help me out, okay? My plan for this year, okay, is I need you guys to either write in, write to me. You can write to my personal page, um, to my email, which is murderinggrace at gmail.com. You can email me. You can uh, send me Facebook messages if you have me on Snapchat or whatever, however you need to get a hold of me or write in the comments, you know. I'll I'll send you a link to to get a hold of me. Um, send in a written or video message and nominate somebody that you think deserves help. Does uh, let's not even call it help. Somebody that you think deserves a gift. Okay, and. I mean, I'll tell you right now, you know, my pockets aren't infinite, so um, I'm not sure how much it's going to be. I, I'm planning on it probably being anywhere between $100 and $200, something like that, you know. So keep in mind, it's not going to be, you know, a tremendous amount. I, it's not going to be a life-changing amount, but maybe something that can help out. Uh, think about single parents. Um, families who, who maybe somebody was laid off or just people who are struggling during the holidays or hell, even somebody who you think is just a good person that deserves just a little something extra. You know what I mean? And tell me why makes uh, that's very specific. I want you to tell me why you think these, this person deserves this or why they need this. And I'm gonna filter through them. I'm gonna I'm gonna find the ones that I that I find to be the most compelling. And uh, we might we might do one or two or three. Who knows? I'm not sure yet. I haven't really thought it all the way through. But we're definitely doing at least one. Okay. So I need your help. Write in. Send video messages. Whatever whatever we got to do. Nominate somebody who you think is deserving of just a little extra treat during the holiday season and uh we'll make it happen. We're going to do it on the on the Christmas episode. So we got a we got a few weeks here to to get entries in. So you don't got to do it right away, but the sooner the better. And also keep in mind, you know, obviously let's be let's be cool here, right? Don't just nominate some some buddy of yours that that you're going to split the money with or whatever. You know, come on. We're trying to do something good here. We're trying to be charitable, trying to reward those who have done good in their life or those who um, are in need. Okay, so just let's keep that in mind. Don't don't try and swindle me out of a couple hundred bucks. Is it really worth that? It's gonna mean more to somebody else. And I and you know, let's not let's let's don't be making up stories. All right. Don't be making up some person and it's actually you or some bullshit like that. You know what I mean? Let's, uh, let's try and be honest here and do some good for people. Okay. So that's going to be the, the podcast giveaway this year. So, uh, just, just something for everybody out there to, to think about and to participate here on the podcast. It costs you nothing to do this. You're doing your, you're doing a, your part in all this. I'm just, I'm just the one that's offering. Okay. So let's do some good this holiday season. All right. And that's my other act of charity. And, and, oh, and also I'll, I'll mention this too. We haven't really figured out the details, but the band is also doing a giveaway. Uh, sometime during uh, December, we always have our, our uh, band Christmas party. And we've always done some kind of giveaway every year. And this year, I'm sure we'll do some signed CDs. We're not sure on all the details of everything just yet. So just stay tuned. Keep an eye out on the Cutthroat page. The Cutthroat uh, Instagram and the Cutthroat uh, Facebook page. I'll bring. I'll mention it again on here so everyone's aware. But just keep, it, keep, keep an eye out for that. Because we're going to... Um, yeah, we're going to be doing a band giveaway as well. And for all of you out there, I challenge you 
to do some kind of giving. Do some kind of charitable act. And I, and as I said also, it doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be objects. It can be your time. Offer your time to somebody. Offer to help somebody with a project. Offer to help somebody, you know, in whatever. If you If they just need you to talk to them. Offer your love, your condolences, your your joy, your laughter. Anything is worth giving. And to that I say thank you. Thanks for giving. In this holiday season. Um, Let's turn... Oh my god, dude. Not even joking you. That entire time I was talking, my ear is leaking. Yuck, bro. I'm like, I feel whatever it is just draining out of my ear. And it's the most, it's disgusting. Fucking criminy. Please let this be over soon. It is just the most annoying thing ever. And you might, I don't know if I sound nasally or not. It sounds like it to me. But it's just because everything's all congested up in here. I need to get them. Damn eardrops in. Waited to do it till after the podcast so that I could not have dripping ears, but apparently that's just going to happen anyway. Oh, I got to tell you this too. The other night, I was driving. I, I dropped my mom off. She lives up in the Heights. I'm driving back like through the downtown area, coming back to back, back home. It's about 9 o'clock at night, something like that. I'm, I'm at a stoplight right in front of the, the creepy... Holiday gas station, like the the worst area of town, the Albertsons that you get stabbed in, and the holiday gas station that you get anything in, and this black Escalade rolls right up next to me, and you know how it goes. Somebody pulls up, you kind of like give a little peek. Well, I look over, and I see some guy staring back at me, and they looked all like, you know. What's a polite way of saying this? They looked all uh, hip-hopped out. They're all like gangster, I suppose you could say. And so, you know, whatever. You, you know you know what I'm talking about. You know the image in your head. You can, you can picture it. And so, I'm, I'm at the stoplight. And then we pull up and I'm at the next stoplight. And I see them, like, I, I can just see them, like, motioning or, like, doing something out the window towards me. And I'm fully ignoring it at this point. Like, I, I have no interest in, in acknowledging whatever it is that they're doing. Because I know it's some bullshit. Well, the light goes green. They start pulling ahead of me. And, of course, now they're in my peripheral. Like, now I can see them. You want to know what these motherfuckers were doing? They were fanning out $100 bills. And, like... Just like flaunting this money at me. The guy in the passenger seat and the guy in the back passenger seat were like fanning this money. They had like bandanas around their face and like, you know, they were like trying to hide their identity or whatever. And they're like fanning this money like, oh, bro, look at all this money. I part of me wishes I would have seen that while we were stopped because I. It would have I would have either done one of two things. I would have just looked at him and did one of these. Or I would have rolled the window down and been like, wouldn't make a fucking dent. Now, had I done either of those things, there's a very high likelihood I might have just been shot. Okay. And so with that, I'm glad I didn't do it. Dude. Another thing, just real quick, since we're still kind of on the topic of charity and things like that, that kid that got shot out by Rocky, dude, there's been a lot of random shootings, as per the usual nowadays here in good old Billings, Montana. Been a lot of shootings, which is tragic as all get out. And then we had that, the guy died out of the mine. And the other night, I was at Hooligans. They had a charity going for a guy who who uh, passed away. He used to be a, a door guy there. I had no idea. 
He had a couple kids. He was ex-military. And I'm like, damn, dude. Like, this... It's just... It's crazy when shit like that happens. And to that, I will also say... As somebody who has received donations for people who have been who who I've lost for family members who I've lost that I needed help you know with funeral costs and and just getting back on my feet and things like that or like just helping with all the costs that go into funerals and uh moving shit and things like that always think about that and and give what you can I was at that one on Monday or at uh, at Hooligans and I just went I gave 25 bucks cuz you know, it's something. And the lady that was there, she like, the way she looked at me and was just like, thank you so much. She didn't know me, but you could tell it meant a lot. And I almost broke down in tears. I seriously got choked up. I had to walk away because it just reminded me of when I was that person and when I needed that. So to that, again, thanks for giving. Give when you can. It's it's much appreciated as somebody who has been that person before. And, and those are the worst circumstances and, and the time when people need you the most. And so, yeah, that really got me choked up. And, and another perfect example of, you know, like I said, I was given in those times. So I'm going to give when other people have those times because I know what it's like. And, and it comes back around, you know, if I'm in need again, I might, I might get that help. You know, I, I, I might be able to, you know, karma rewards you. Just another thought I had that I wanted to get off my chest and tell you guys about, um, let's lighten the palette a tad bit. Even though nothing that we talked about here was, was negative in any such way. It was just a little bit more on the serious side. We like to have a little silly goose time sometimes here on the show. So let's uh, let's lighten the mood talking about Thanksgiving. Oh, man. I want to talk about the best and worst Thanksgiving foods in a traditional Thanksgiving meal. Um, I don't know how I want to do this. Do I want to do this in a tier list? Do I just want to do random? I mean, let's just go good to bad. Okay, number one. Obviously, the good being turkey. It's the staple. It's the centerpiece. It's the... Now, here's the thing about turkey. Would I put turkey at number one? Probably not. Because there's kind of a gray area with turkey. If you overcook it, it's too dry. If you undercook it, you get sick. (laughs) So, there's a real dance to doing the turkey. Now, if a turkey's done great, it's fucking top-notch. But there is kind of that gray area where things could go bad quickly. And I, I, I personally am a, a big fan of turkey. I like turkey meat. So turkey's up there for me. Definitely got to put that on the best to start it off because it is the staple. Worst? Cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce has no business being anywhere near my Thanksgiving plate. Now, traditional cranberry sauce, I might throw a little dollop on the corner of my plate. But if you have the audacity to pull out that can shit, the one where you, it, it's like jello, and it still has the ridges from the can on it, they literally form it to the can, get out of my house. No chance am I ever putting that shit on my plate. Now, when I was a kid, I used to think it was great. But even still, when I was a kid, I'd eat it. It was sweet. But I'm like, there's something fucked up with this. Like, this is this is not right. There's something not right about this. So even as a kid, when I did eat that shit, I, I knew deep down something was wrong with it. Best... Potatoes. However you do them. Baked potato, mashed potato, usually it's mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes, scalloped potatoes, you name it. 
You got potatoes? I'm eating them. I don't know how you guys like your mashed potatoes. Dude, I'll take them any such way. Whipped, chunky, with a little bit of skin in it. Bro, you put a goddamn potato in front of me, I'll eat that sucker raw. I'm a potato guy. So, any potato dish, it's it's mine. Bad? Or worst, I should say? Worst? This might be number one, bro. Green bean casserole? What ungodly human being invented green bean casserole? I want names. Because that shit is horrible. You might have a palate for it. But this motherfucker right here? Ah, ah. He ain't doing no green bean casserole. And that's enough said about that. Best? My God. This might be. This is, this is Biden buying. This, this, this dish is, might take number one. Deviled eggs. Deviled eggs, bro? That, I'll eat, I'll eat six deviled eggs before I even get my plate. We, we gotta have two trays of deviled eggs for, for five or six people. Cause that one tray is gonna be gone before the, before the meal even starts. Deviled eggs. It might be God tier on the, on the Thanksgiving day plate. Worst. Let me think real quick. Worst. Another one to fall on the worst. You know what? Let me uh, let me real quick pull up a list of foods because I know there's something I'm missing. Thanks. Giving day food. Food. Oh, and can we please mention, obviously, the uh, we got we gotta we gotta mention the fucking uh football. You know we got football on that day. That's noise. Okay, I'm going back to worst. Oh, sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. I know there's a there's a a section of the population out there that just for some reason likes sweet potatoes. I I can get down with sweet potato fries sometimes. I can kind of get down with sweet potato breakfast potatoes. Kind of. But, bro, there's something about sweet potatoes that just isn't right. It's soft. It's mushy. It's it's like baby food. It's, it's not good. If you're a sweet potato fan, God bless you. But it is not good. You have been misinformed. Now, let's go to the good. And I'm just going to... I don't even need to look at the list. There's gross green bean casserole right there. The good. Stuffing. Now, this is this is a, a wild card. Because I know a lot of people don't really like stuffing. I'm a stuffing fan. I didn't always used to be. I actually despised stuffing. All the way up until I was probably 18. Because I think I convinced myself that I didn't like stuffing. Bro, stuffing, again, all of this, of course, if done right. Stuffing, chef's kiss. Love it, love it, love it. Worst? Let's see here, pal. Give me something. I mean, God. I'm seeing a lot of stuff here that does not belong anywhere near a table. Let's see. There's got to be one more. One more worst. Oh, you know what? I'm going to put this in in the good. Now, not traditionally a Thanksgiving dish. But in some households, it can be. Mac and cheese. It's never been one in my house. If it was, that thing would be gone. I might even make a mac and cheese dish this year. Motherfucker. Is there anything else on here that I can absolutely 
kick in the teeth. Because a lot of this stuff is actually good. <sighs> Corn. Ca uh, uh, okay, honestly, can we just say all casserole? Casserole is just not good, bro. I saw one on here that I didn't. Brussels sprouts, you know, whatever. Random vegetables. That can go on the worst. Fuck it. Besi besides corn on the cob. Fuck it. Now let's end it off with dessert. Okay. Obviously, best. Hands down, there's no substitution. Pumpkin pie. If you're not a pumpkin fan, I pity you. I am sorry that you grew up in a in a horrible household that that didn't train you to properly like pumpkin pie. Dude, pumpkin? is an aphrodisiac. Why do you think all these bitches like pumpkin spice? It gets them horny. Pumpkin? You may not know this. The pumpkin scent makes chicks wet. That's why most... Not even joking. This is not a fucking joke. They say that's why most conceptions happen between the months of October and January. Because there's a lot of pumpkin smells in the air. It's an aphrodisiac to women. Pumpkin pie gets my dick hard. So we can say that. Um, And then worst for, for desserts, bro, pecan pie. Again, controversial. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that like pecan pie. Nah. Nah, bro. Nuts do not belong in a pie. I don't like, I don't really like nuts in a cake. You want to put nuts on a pie? You want to make a pie out of nuts? These nuts, bro. Get that shit out of here. Pecan pie ain't it. And I'm sorry if you like it. I'm sorry if you liked any of the dishes that I shit on. But if your, if your Thanksgiving dinner consists of, let's say, ham over turkey. Because some people like ham. And I like ham. But, dude, you got to do a turkey for Thanksgiving. Hams for Christmas and Easter. You got to do a turkey. If, you're, if your Thanksgiving dish is ham, sweet potatoes, pecan pie, fucking uh, green bean casserole, and assortment of vegetables, bro, and cranberry sauce, ha, I'm walking out the door. There's nothing I'm eating. I'm going up. I'm going hungry, yeah. I'm going hungry that day. Well, folks, that'll wrap us up this week. A very happy Thanksgiving to you all. Be sure to open your hearts, give when you can, and be open to reception as well, honestly. You know, if people want to give to you, be receptive to that. It goes both ways. And if you're unable to give, you can, you can give in more ways than money. You can give in love. You can give in time. You can give in, uh, and all that. So keep in mind that, that you can always be giving. It doesn't take money to just do that. Uh, remember, send in those videos, send in those, uh, written messages, nominating somebody who you think deserves a little extra treat during the holiday season and I'll make sure that happens for them. And, uh, let's hope that this fucking ear infection goes away. Cause it's driving me up the damn wall. I've, I've been struggling this whole time. <laughs> like it's, 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 I had to go the whole day. So I gotten kind of used to it, but it still is not, it's still plugged up and it's driving me up the wall. So pray for me to, to get that, that, that goes away. <laughs> oh god in the meantime we'll see you next week have a lovely thanksgiving enjoy it with your families thank you for giving most importantly don't forget life's a garden dig it
garden, dig it.